When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Back alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't, and we are here vibing with you because you are vibing with us. Brandon, how you doing? Good. First in-person episode in a few weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Was it really only two weeks ago? Wow. Well, yeah, because it was just Right before uh, trade begins was the last time we did it. We've, yeah. So we've done it since I got back from Florida. Right. Okay. Um, I was out this weekend, had a friend up from college. Very fun. But now we're back at it. LJ, I got 17 days before I move into school. Um, and it's power rankings, once again. Power rankings day. Our 15th iteration of our power rankings this year. Um... I'm excited. Uh, we can get right into it because any stories we need to cover, we can just go team by team. Um, LJ, let's get the, the easy part out of the way and rip through our bottom five. 
Yep. Um, going with bottom five, we've got unanimous once again for now. Is that what? Two straight weeks. Two straight weeks. Unanimous bottom team, the Washington Nationals. They, of course, uh, we'll talk about them in a second. Um, 29 A's, 28 Tigers, 27 Reds, and 26 Cubs. Yeah, um, you know, it's, and I apologize for the phone ringing, but it's got to the point where this bottom five has pretty much solidified itself. Barring some massive run that one of these teams goes on, I find it hard to believe we're going to be mixing up you know, these teams too much. My bottom five, Nationals at 30, A's 29, Tigers 28. We actually agree in order 28 through 30. I've got Kansas City at 27 and Pittsburgh at 26. Um, I mean, no real stories here. I think the Nationals... The last time we recorded this, they had not traded away Josh Bell and Juan Soto. We had, yeah. We had power this is our first power ranking since the trade deadline. What I can say, the Nationals got significantly worse. They were already number 30, but I think that they got significantly worse. I don't know if you saw the clip of Luke Voigt the other day, LJ. It was like one of his first games playing with the Nationals. Whoever their, their, their shortstop is, threw the ball. He was trying to throw it across the infield. Threw it like into the dugout, way up the line, way past Luke Boy. <laughs> he just kind of turns around and is like, "What the hell? Like, what? What are you doing?" He must hate Eric Hosmer so much, LJ, huh? Oh yeah, you know, it's it's hard not to at this point, and I feel like I I go into that if I'm Luke Boy in a very strong place of conflict because. This isn't 2020 Luke Voigt. Like, the weight of that name has significantly declined. So, reasonably, if he doesn't have a good tenure in Washington, he already had a very forgettable tenure in San Diego. After a rough end with the Yankees. It's hard to see him staying Major League relevant with a bad bad state in Washington. However, from his perspective, you go from a top 10 team to the worst team, it's very hard to mentally commit yourself to this group. He is probably trying with all of his might not to check out right now. After you were not even supposed to be on that team, like, up until the last second. Yeah. Yeah, you weren't even supposed to leave nice and sunny San Diego. And to give it even, to extend even farther, he was supposed to be on the team who, for most of the season, had been the best team in the league going into the year. Yeah. So, it's just... A uh, constant state of disappointment for them. But, Brandon, I do have to ask this before we get too far, a little more of a methodology question. How did the trade deadline affect your look, your power rankings so far? Did they play a role? Yeah, for a few teams. Um, you know, obviously we have so much of a body of work now from all these teams that we, we, we know what teams are good and what teams are not, and it's no longer looking forward to see what they can do but looking back on what they have done and it changed a little i mean i don't really think like there was so many teams that went out and made additions as always that it's hard to really say that a team 29 actually well everyone except the rockies yeah but at least like big needs like the the 
contenders, the teams that were moving around a lot, kind of that like 5 to 15 range. Um, no one really was far and away the best team. Sure, some teams made amazing moves, but I don't think anyone um, was really so much a step ahead, um, at least in terms of this season. For the future, that that might that can be completely, completely different. But, you know, the purpose of these power rankings is how we see these teams right now. For me, it's, an, it's you know, kind of like a predictive rating, how I think the teams um, look if you were going to crown a World Series champion. Um, so, no, to answer the question, make a long uh, answer, not much change, um, but it s- certainly created some interesting storylines that could change these these power rankings. Yeah, I the first thing I decided when I before well before I even went to look at this list was that I was completely disregarding everything that happened in the trade deadline mm. for this. Not because it doesn't change team states, we just don't know how it's changed team states it's been, yet. It's been six days. It's been right? six yeah. days, but more so the perfect case study for this is a man named Joey Gallo. And not not trying to kick kick a guy while he's down, both Joey Gallo or Brandon, because we're going to talk a lot more Yankees today, but you can't tell me I'm wrong with this. There was an all-star that the Yankees traded for last year, should have been a crucial part of this team for years, and he comes up more than flat, I guess I would say. I don't even know what word to go with. So, so horrifically goes below expectations that they have to go out and seek out his replacement and get rid of him a year a year directly after getting him. And so that could happen with any number of these guys. I'm not saying it's going to happen with Juan Soto, but you don't know what he's going to bring I to would the Padres hope not. yet. I would be so sad. But you don't that. know what he's going to bring yet. If, they, if their presence on that team has not led to wins and losses yet, it doesn't matter. Not a Padres podcast, by not the way, also. Not a Padres podcast, either, no. Even though both of our stories so far have... Involved the Padres. Padres. And that's why, when we first started the show, that's why we started making the joke. Because within the first two weeks of starting the show, the Padres yeah, get well, Blake Snell and you, Darvish, and Joe Musgrove. You know uh, what? AJ Preller's going to trade this team into irrelevancy soon enough, so... Oh! We're not going to have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> well... My 25 through 21 in the rankings. Diamondbacks at 25, Rockies 24, Cubs 23, Reds 22, and the Angels uh, at 21. All right, going through that next stretch, we've got the Diamondbacks at, oh, that's you. Rockies at 25, Royals at 24, Angels at 23, Rangers at 22, Pirates at 21. The yeah, I seeing where you proud glad to see where you put the Phillies um, up on this list, but I believe that makes them the most argued about team on this list in terms of average finish. Oh, the the Pirates that yeah. is. Um, yes, because you have them 21, I have them 26. Yeah, I mean we were kind of talking about this prior to the show. I just I'm not I'm not a fan of a team that gets blown out a lot, um, and that unfortunately is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Sure, you go for every year. All right, and I was saying this too. Let's say from like 2015 on, 
you can create a year of MLB highlights and like the best walk-offs of the year, the best plays of the year. The Pirates are going to be on that list way more than some other teams that won way more games than them for whatever reason. They just crazy plays and crazy ends to games always seems like it starts and ends with Pittsburgh. However, there's just not been a winning product out there for several years now. And I just, I can't justify them being like any higher than, than 26. I don't know. And what LJ is going to say, or I'll, I'll set you take it away. Cause I already know what you're going to say. Look, run differential as much as it helps you in the postseason in judging the full extent of things and the direction that your team is headed. Yes. A Pythagorean, win-loss percentage can help. Mm. At the end of the day, it doesn't do anything in the middle of the season. A 1-0 win and a 12-0 win mean the same thing. A 1-0 loss and a 12-0 loss mean the exact same thing. At the end of the day, it does come down to record. This is a 44-win team. They've, they may have lucked <laughs> This is a 44-win team. You say that with such this authority. This is a 44-win team. <laughs> you, it's not that easy to do that in, Ju- in early June. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have now teleported two months into the, into the past here. Look... Pirates fans certainly wished that they had 44 wins to start June. Are you kidding me? They would be uh, selling their soul this summer to make the playoffs. I guess really the only thing I have to defend is the teams below it, which I just think generally have been more pathetic and disappointing. A lot of really pathetic teams this year in the majors. More than last year, for sure. Last year there was like... I don't know, four or five. Like, this year, like, this whole bottom ten of the rankings just feels like none of these teams stand a chance. I mean... It's so top and bottom heavy this year, I feel. I wouldn't even say top and bottom heavy. I just think there's a gap between the top and the the middle and the bottom. So it's like three tiers of... It's like the top ten, the next ten, and then the bottom ten. Like, I can find ways to make the top 17 redeemable. Yeah, Anything below that, I can't. <laughs> Intentionally leaves. <laughs> Intentionally leaves Boston off, but we're yeah, gonna get there. We're gonna minute. get there. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually hilarious. <laughs> LJ's about to just go off about the Red Sox. I can't wait. I just, where was I? You were saying you could make a, a oh yeah redeemable just point for, for the top seventeen. The top seventeen. Anything past that, it's just been a very very rough scene. And even more so for the teams I ended up putting below the Pirates because you look at the talent that was there, the expectations that were there, and the way that I, I can't remember the Rangers coming up big in a single series this year. I can't remember the Angels. Oh, uh, you know, I think thing. the. You know, I'm about to fact check there, this, right, but I remember there was a Rangers Rockies series like that first weekend. I want to say the Rangers didn't play. Actually, no, I think the Rockies might have swept them. I don't know. I'm going to fact check it. Fact check it because I'm also going to hit you with this one. You are talking about the 22 versus 25 matchup on my list. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. So, like, no, well, no, but that's just so sad. Where did they show up? Like, honestly, the Pirates have put together a good series against good teams. Nope, lost both games, of course. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Lost them both. Even if they aren't winning, they're able to stick out these things against decent teams, which makes them a th- they, it, that makes them a significantly larger threat 
than the Rangers are, no matter how much more talented they are, than the Angels are, no matter how much more talented they are. The fact they're able to put those ga- those games, those series together for me. But, yeah. All right. Well. Also, I mean, just yep. looking through the rest of these, yeah, Angels, total disappointment. Royals, I don't know what I was expecting from them. Just this wasn't it. Like... No, I actually think that this is like a good week to kind of look back at where we started with the rankings from to now, um, post-trade deadline. Yeah, Angels, huge disappointment. White Sox are still a big disappointment. We're going to get to them. I, I don't know what I was expecting out of Kansas City, but it's just the most, like, this is another team that they've been quiet just, the entire season because there hasn't been a single good thing to celebrate. Well, yeah, like, but this is what happens when... And, look, I love their ownership. They actually have some of the better small market ownership. But them insisting on not ever wanting to rebuild, like officially rebuild, has now brought them to this where it was two bad, two or three bad years, and now you're starting to rebuild. Um, and, yeah, and, that, and that I'm just sucks. I'm fine with that, and the fans, sh- fans would be fine with that too because there's a level of loyalty and all of that. Right. No, but, I know, absolutely. And that's why I think that the, that their ownership does the fans quite good. But a, a few years ago, because LJ, if they started that rebuild two or three years ago, it'd be looking a lot better now. They just kind of delayed it a little bit by trying. They were trying to delay the inevitable, which we could yes. all see coming. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I guess my point is, these Royals, this Royals team, I think is better than some of the Orioles teams we've seen in the past couple of years, some of the Pirates teams in the last couple of years, and yet they have much, far fewer memorable results and memorable stretches where it's like, you know, the Orioles have had their good stretch of, stretches of games against like the Yankees or, some, oh, yeah. or somebody like that oh, yeah. over the last couple of years where it's like, oh, this team, you know, they've got some good pieces here. This team has better pieces than those teams actually had. They just haven't put anything together this year, and it is disappointing. And, I mean, the Rockies are still a non-factor. I mean, their, so their IL this year probably has more war than the Nationals, but it's uh, Look, just... You know, LJ, it's amazing. The Rockies, you know, say Coors all you want. Coors doesn't make you have the second-best team batting average. It just doesn't. I mean... It'll jump you up five spots, but they have, like, a legitimately good offense this year. There's guys that are legitimately good. It's the same problem year after year. Look at this pitching. Look how sad this is, LJ. I cannot believe Senzatella is still around and he's only 27. I have been watching this guy pitch for the Rockies for years, LJ. Four years? Is it four years? <laughs> it's been forever, and it's like he clearly isn't it, dude. Between Herman Marquez, Kyle Freeland, dude, they got Jose Arena. Isn't that the guy that like was getting into it with Acuna a few years ago because he intentionally hit him? Like yeah. that's the only thing I know about this guy. Like something's wrong. But look, well, enough with, 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 with this. I can't with the Rockies. That just makes me mad to look at this. But it's so weird because, like, the philosophy change of it all, too, because they're the second-best average hitting team this year. That wasn't where they at all were last year. They were a pure fly-ball power group except for Rymel Tapia. Slamming it into the ground <laughs> every plate of parents. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it's just a complete shift from them. And it's probably the right shift, 
seeing how horrible their home road splits were this year. And I don't actually know what those are this year. Um, let me try to find that real quick. Um, they are 30 and 27, 18 and 36 on the road. So it's still bad, but I just feel like, you know, the way that the more we get into launch, the launch angle era, the more we get into the exit velocity era, it just does bodes worse and worse for uh, Colorado in baseball. And they have been a significantly better hitting team. When you're talking total team OPS plus, what, like a jump in just even 1% is a lot more impactful, would you say? Because it's representing the whole team, right? Yeah. Rockies went from 87 last year as a team to 96 this year. So you're talking about an offense that's been almost 10% more effective at driving in runs over the course of the full season. So... Look, they're clearly doing something right offensively there. Um, it's it's the pitching that's always been an issue. But we got to keep moving. I'm going to rip through 20 through 16. Rangers, Marlins at 19, Red Sox at 18, Giants at 17, and Orioles at 16. Um, I guess the one team I want to talk about here before LJ talks about the Red Sox San Francisco, you talk about the most uh, disappointing teams. They're now two games under 500, LJ. Um, They are, you know, you don't, yes, I understand that they lost some really key pieces off their roster last year, but you added Rodon, who's been a stud pitching. Logan Webb has been outstanding. He took another step forward. The rest of your your starting staff isn't bad. You've still got some of these names in the bullpen, like Camilo Doval, who you've loved. And just such a significant underperformance by by this offense. Yeah, and but is it entirely? Are we really going to play the offense here? Because this I, is I mean, team, I don't know. The bullpen is scoring nine, the ninth most runs in the league. No, I know, but I mean... You have to draw the line somewhere. I'm looking at a lineup right now where there's not a lot of guys that I'm I'm comfortable with. Brandon, or sorry, Lamont Wade. Um, it's been rough. And keep in mind, you only have one starter that's on the IL right now. Yeah, no, so. LJ. I, I don't know. I just look up up and down this lineup. There's not a lot that's really appealing to me. And I and you know how much we love Brandon Belt, but. He's been struggling a little. Yeah, that's you know, but that's kind of what you have to the, accept and take when you have such a veteran-centric team like the Giants, where you're you're in a position that you kind of have to take what you're going to get. You're going to have these inconsistencies, and at some point, this whole thing is going to come crashing down. But it's certainly a. I would rather see this whole situation where. They barely missed the playoffs in 2020. They're, they win the division in 2021. They miss the playoffs, and they're like a fringe wildcard team in 2022. And then all of a sudden we start looking into rebuild. They're just then, I would've, just, yeah. I, then I would have, with them rebuilding starting in 2020. And you know, like that, that easily looked like their track, rec, their track plan going into that 2019-2020 yeah. area was to move on and start a rebuild. All of a sudden they have that good stretch to end 2020, and that wasn't the case anymore, I'd much rather embrace that stretch than this, than not. And, you know, I just want to do a little surface-level research. So, as a team, LJ, they're, they have a 100 OPS+. plus. Okay? 
ERA plus as a team, they have a 104. So if they're an average hitting team and an above average total pitching team, it's like, you know, where can you really draw the line? At some point, it's like, you, if you're an above average pitching team, which this shows, then you're just not producing enough runs for them is, is kind of how I see it. And look, ninth most runs scored is great, but let's not get you know too carried away with where a team specifically ranks for a counting stat. Just because teams have played different amounts of games, it also is kind of like run run a differential in a in a way. You know, so um, I mean, with runs being the main component, but um, yeah, you know, just a team that. I, I, I hate to for and I'm sure you do to have to rank them you know not in the top half but there's just a, a lot of teams that I'm more conf, uh, confident in. Yeah, this this is a a group that they are not a top half team, but like the variance of their talent can easily put them back in that top. They half can next have year. a week where where they look like oh, a top yeah. ten team in the league, or t- a week where they're not good. Or I'm even meaning longer term. Oh yeah, it wouldn't shock me to have them be a top. 10 top 8 team next year like with the right moves their year to year variance is, is actually incredible it, it's it's unbelievable um, tracking back to that uh, comment about the Rockies unfortunately I was wrong Chris Bryant does not have more war than the Nationals the only only player in the league with more war than the Nationals right now is Aaron Judge okay so the Nationals have like 5 something more they have 6.4 on their entire team that's pitching or, that's or the, sorry, that's pitchers the entire and, roster. Everyone has 6.4 war. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So what you're telling me is they're it's just basically a triple A team that um, they've been sending yeah, out there. Yeah. Pretty much. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. But a replacement level player is it's like a quadruple A player. So yeah. Um. All right, LJ. Red Sox. Red Sox. I moved him down two spots from 16 to 18. Um. You said earlier you can make a redeeming point about every other team, um, except for them. Well, pretty well. No. Well, the top 17, and we both have the Red Sox at 18. Take it away. What? What? Why can't you? What isn't redeeming anymore? What? What was redeeming that now isn't? Why are you? Why do you feel this way, LJ? Um. Honestly, it's mostly being me being pissy, but it's just gotten to the point where these games are just not watchable baseball anymore. You know, you go out and you have clear holes on this team, and you sacrifice a little bit of the life of this team, and the feeling of this team to bring in a whole bunch of new faces to try to fix that, but it's the most bargain brand fixes that you possibly could have asked for. So, you know, I don't think this team necessarily got that much better at the deadline. We were talking about this earlier on the phone where it's like, I don't I don't think it was a bad time, but it certainly wasn't a great time, and it just feels like this last month, really since the beginning of July, has just 
somebody took a machete and stabbed through all of the tires of the Red Sox, and they're just still trying to drive. They're still trying to... Heim Bloom's in the driver's seat, sticking his head out the window, saying, don't worry, guys, we're making the playoffs. Don't worry, we're still going. But it just looks worse and worse by the day. It, you don't understand how humiliating it looks to be the only team below 500 in a division that includes the Baltimore Orioles. Like, this was supposed well, to be one of the worst teams in the, in the league. Yeah. And I'll do just, what I What I can tell you is... Um, Baseball America dropped their a new top 100 prospects list. Red Sox actually got a new top 100 guy, guy who was not previously in the top 100. Not sure if you saw Sedan Rafaela was like 84th or something. And that's, you know, you already have, I, I can't, I'd have to assume all four of these guys are still top 100 prospects. Tristan Cassius. Marcelo Mayer, Brian Bello, and Nick York, and to get another guy who, uh, what I was reading on Red Sox Twitter today, there's a lot of confidence in what he's been doing, um, and you know, hopefully 2024 he can he can make an impact. But for to have another just another player crack that top 100, and this is, I don't know, they're saying third base outfield. He's probably going to be a corner outfielder. It looks like, but. I mean, it's yeah, got to, you know, it's just, a little confidence, you know. You got another top 100 prospect, naturally. It'll, it'll, it'll last us for a good uh, six years, and then, seven years. And then it'll get traded, Then they, they got to yeah. sh- ship him out before the, uh, our beers are all over. Yeah, well, no, because LJ, you know, if you see numbers on the screen saying, oh, well, the Red Sox as a team, hey, LJ, you know, if we, as a team, we only need to get this much war it doesn't matter what players' names we have, no. what 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 names are on the team. It doesn't team. matter what's going on in the clubhouse as long as the numbers come. Sounds awful, awfully Tampa Bay Rayish, huh? <laughs> Just awfully like the Rays. Um, uh, okay. It's, it's, a cruel, it's a cruel world. Dennis Eckersley announced his retirement. Yeah, like, come on. You're making Eckersley this poor guy. All right. You're, you're, you're giving him, you're giving ridiculous. him the... Uh, High cheese to his career, and it's just not something I want to see right now. Well, let's talk about the top half of our rankings, which now somehow includes the Chicago White Sox for both of us at 15. I've got the Guardians at 14. We both have the Phillies at 13. Got the Rays at 12, and the Twins at 11. I've got the White Sox at 15, Rays at 14, Phillies at 13 with Brandon. Guardians at 12, the Blue Jays at 11. Um, anywhere in particular you want to start? Phillies are not as good as their record. We've kind of exhausted that to the de- to death. Yeah, despite, despite a very good uh, trade deadline. Yes, um, they are 27 and 29 against teams that are better than 500. Um, they won five in a row. They actually have looked really good. Um, and they play good on the road. That's what saved them. They're thirty and twenty-three on the road, but actually at home, they are five games above five hundred. But compared to what some of the other like best teams in the league and other teams that have similar win totals to them, they're not nearly doing enough at home. Um, yeah, now, let's look through and just to be reasonable here, look at the playoff picture. Yeah, let's lock it. We'll, we'll lock in the Dodgers and the Mets. 
the Phillies are going to end up being the number two wild card. Odds are, are playing the Mets. Are we locking in the Padres for the number one wild card as well? I was locking going to lock in Atlanta. I think Atlanta's the better team still. So are we? Okay, so hold on. Let me pull up this wild card. I, I'm, I'm just doing it by the wild card standings from that point. Um, let me pull it up. Okay, so. Oh, okay. I didn't even realize San Diego is now the number three wild card. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, San they San really sold. They really sold this weekend. So Jesus, or sixty-one they, and fifty. If, if they don't even make the playoffs, oh my god. Okay, well, yes. Okay, Atlanta. I think you can definitely lock in. They are making this pl- the, the the playoffs no matter what. LJ, hundred percent. Atlanta's locked in, even with their tough weekend. They had to face Jacob Degrom yesterday. They get a pass. They get a pass. They get a pass. Philly. Been super hot lately. Do we really loves think they're going to gonna get super cold? Loves to get super cold at the worst of times. The only team I can think of that likes to get super... All right, I can think of two teams. The Blue Jays also like to get super cold. And the Angels like to get cold so much that they just stay there. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. yeah. So it's... if we're talking the ceiling for Philly, the floor, of course, would be they're not making the playoffs because... We still have the Brewers, the Brewers, who have decided to get cold at the worst possible time. The Brewers, you know, just casually trade the best closer in the league, and all of a sudden can't uh, finish things out. Uh, not, not entirely sure what happened there. Like, what do you know? You trade it. the best closer in the league, you immediately go downhill, and your division rival, who you've been battling with, rips off seven in a row. Huh? Huh? Weird. 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 Super um, weird. But yeah, so reasonably, San Diego and Milwaukee will be competing for that b- bottom spot. Philly could be the two seed. They could easily be that that last man out. If they're the two seed, they're playing the Mets. Do we have any you're realistic dumb, idea? Dumb. They might get a game off of. They, they'll get a game just because that's the way the Mets operate. In that three-game series, you think they're going to get oh, wait, one? it's a three-game. It's a three. three. No. If they get one game, they could damn win that thing, you know? Yeah, that's not happening. And if the Mets... Dude, that's, that's what's so... Well, no, it would be... Doesn't the... T- oh, that's right. I hate this stupid wild card system. Why did we add another I still like wild, my wild card? I still like my three-team... No, LJ's is way... Uh, LJ's... <laughs> we're going to make a whole show. We're just breaking that down. We got to implement that. But, LJ, I can tell you... We got to keep rolling on these power rankings. Anyone else other than the Phillies here you wanted to talk about? Yes, do I remember who it was? No. Oh, Rays. Wow, what's going on in Tampa? What's going on in Tampa? What's well, they on? have a whole laundry list of injured players still. They still have a laundry list of injured players, yet if they have a laundry list of injured players, why are they still well within this postseason hunt? It just continues to amaze me. Did you, you know, see they did a? they had a first yesterday, the Rays? In their game, yeah. they did something that has never been done in over two hundred thousand MLB games. Okay, so it's not shifting, not shifting on somebody. No, um, for or sorry, for just the second time in recorded baseball history, they went all the way back to the beginning of the league. A team has scored seven runs in the ninth inning after scoring zero runs. Through their first 26 outs of the game. Wow. There was two outs in the ninth inning and they had zero runs. And they ripped off seven in the top of the ninth to win 7 nothing. Unbelievable. 
But what I was going to bring up with them is the thing that makes them really actually a legitimate threat, no matter how bad their offense looks right now in the postseason. And that's the fact that reports are coming out. Tyler Glasnow is healthy. He is I mean, that healthy. would make sense. That would make sense. He was is within weeks of throwing the batters again. And where that base, where that reasonably will put him is mid-September return. Bullpen work. How do you handle that? How does another team handle that? Because every single way I look at it, it becomes very scary. First off, you can easily put him into your rotation of closers of higher leverage role guys, and it's just going to make that group even scarier, even deeper. Kind of like Severino returning last year for the Yanks. Yep. I mean, it was like he came back, and we were using him. I remember a few of those series um, against Boston late in the season. LJ, we were having him pitch like the seventh and eighth inning in those really big games that we needed to win to stay in the wild card race. Yep, you've got uh, Posh, you've got Brooks Braley, you've got... Jason Adams, you've got Pete Fairbanks back now, which no the fact that no one's talking about him being back on this team and still pitching incredibly well is just amazing me at this point. But those four on their own, without looking at the rest of this very good group, without looking at the rest of this good rotation, is scary. You add Tyler Glass now into that group, and you're not going to be able to do anything in the late innings. The other option is you put him there into those situations for now, but all of a sudden, as you build him up, I'm not expecting him to go through a starter's workload for them ever this season. But you can't tell me that throughout, if you treat his major league outings like rehab starts, he can definitely build up by the postseason or at some point in the postseason to where he can be an opener for some of these other guys. Even like a two-inning you give, opener. You give him yeah. a once-through-the-order every third game, or every other game, that's that I think is very manageable for this team, and that sets them up so well. I mean, Tampa knows how to win in the playoffs, and they know how to lose, so... They um, definitely know how to lose. Yeah. All right, where are we? Top 10. Brewers at 10 for me. We spent a lot of time on them. Or, well, not a lot of time, but we just talked about them. Mariners at 9. Blue Jays at 8. Cardinals at 7. And the Braves... Um, just outside the top five for me at six. Yep, going through my side, I've got the Twins at 10, Brewers at 9, Mariners at 8, Cardinals at 7, and Padres at 6. Um, I mean, let's talk Cardinals because they are one of the hottest teams in the league. They jumped up four spots for me from last week from 11 to 7. Um, what they did against the Yankees was incredibly impressive this weekend. Um, and Jordan Montgomery looked great in his first start. Um, when they needed to get the bats going on Sunday, they did exactly that. Uh, this is a team that has as deep of a lineup as they want to, when they want to. And it's just a really scary team to face. And I feel bad for whoever has to face them in the playoffs. We're also not going to act like... Uh, I feel like the general sentiment around um, the Cardinals fan base is that last last season was a failure when you it was one wrong pitch in the wild card game. I mean, the game ended one nothing, right? Or 2-1 because Turner had the homer earlier in the game. It was like, 
You lost on a walk-off in the wildcard game, and you're acting like it was a failure of a season. Sure, we weren't picking them to win the World Series, especially come at this point in the year. But when they ripped off 16, 17 wins in a row, whatever it was, you could tell that there's clearly something special with this group. And I just think that now this was kind of a little bit of a coming out party for them to say, hey, we should be considered a part of this group of elite teams now in the league. Yeah, that's part of my big gripes with the American sports model is the fact that if you don't win the ultimate, this great ultimate championship, your whole season was pointless, that you're some great loser because there's so many other ways and very valuable ways that you can look and find major positives and find a major building success. And that's exactly what that was. That was proving that this core of Cardinals has enough in them to be contenders, to be contenders soon. They're not perfect because if they were perfect, they would have been doing stuff like they did in August and September throughout the rest of the season, yeah. right? But that gave them a glimpse of what they can be, and it really should have been respected more as that. And they're, they're, they continue to show it once again. I never really thought as much as – People complained about the numbers. They complained about that lineup. You know, they were in on everybody because it felt like they needed had a million needs. It never felt like a bad team to me. I don't even know where the where the lowest I was that I put them. But um. yeah, I don't ever think I dropped them too too far. I see I had them eleven, week eleven, week ten. They were eight. Yeah, I've had them up at seven. They've they've never been too high, but they've never also dropped low for me either. What will be a cool thing to do after we do our very last power rankings to end the regular season, we'll look at the variance between teams. What, what was a team's highest? What was their lowest? Stuff like that. The Cardinals started at five. The lowest they've ever fallen for me is eight. They started at four for me, yeah. I think the lowest they've been is 11. Super, super impressive. So consistent. Um, All right, top five. Top I, five. I've got the top five at five. I've got the Padres at five. Uh, obviously, they made the biggest trade of the week with Juan Soto. Still trying to hit their stride, though. They got swept by the Dodgers this weekend. They've um, So they had won five in a row previously, and now they've lost four in a row. Um, however, the potential of a lineup with Soto Machado and Tatis, who's on his rehab assignment right now, um, that's enough to keep the Padres in the top five for me. Number four, we're going um, with the Mets. Oh, sorry. There for a little bit? Um, we'll yeah. just go through oh, perfect. like that. Um, I did want to talk about the Padres because, you know, that Dodgers series just again proves, you know, maybe this was a little too much too fast for this team because you did a lot here, but does anyone still think that they are as deep as the top level of teams? I mean, they've, they've it flat out got proven when they just got outclassed by the Dodgers that this lineup isn't deep enough. The rest of this team as well just isn't all there for them to be able to do this type of thing. Yeah, I mean, we only disagree uh, by one team here. And, um, I mean, if you want to talk about who you have at five, because that's who I have at six, we have them flipped. The Braves. I mean, this team, top to bottom, just looks solid. If they're when they're not playing the Mets, they just have constantly looked good. I think the same with the Padres when they're not playing the Dodgers, honestly, because <laughs> they've struggled with the Dodgers this year uh, tremendously. 
Yeah, I don't know. Again, I just look at I look at this group and I feel comfortable with eight out of the nine starters. Yeah, like no. quite easily. I feel comfortable with that entire rotation. I mean, you know, you're sending down good players out of that rotation too, with Ian Anderson dropping off the roster this weekend. Um, top to bottom, I just think the whole group is stronger. But the other thing about San Diego is that Fernando Tatis will be playing both short, but he'll also be playing center field. So if he grades out decent for center field with them, as I was saying this weekend, that is a game changer towards depth, not having to take a guy like Haseon Kim out of the lineup to get him in there, and you can get you can get rid of just lost production in center field with guys like Trent Grisham and stuff that have just been major disappointments. All right, number four, I've got the Mets. Um, I mean, they've led the NL East for most of the season. They're looking super dangerous now with Jacob DeGrom back on the mound. Um, they won their 70th game of the year, took four out of five in that weird extended series against the Braves. Um, if DeGrom and Scherzer stay healthy, it's going to be tough to pick against them. Um in the postseason until you get to the World Series. No. It, it's not going to be tough to pick, pick against them, period. Or I should say in, until they get to the CS and face the Dodgers. I still don't think it's going to be tough to pick them. Um, but, no, because, like, legitimately... I'll keep sleeping on team, the Mets and you can keep sleeping on the Dodgers because that's been uh, the main argument for the power rankings every week, it seems like. What part of this team doesn't... Isn't both hasn't been both consistently firing on all cylinders, or have potential to be incredible when firing on all, all cylinders. I mean, I'll I scream into the I'll scream into the rooftops. This is the most underrated outfield in baseball. They brought in multiple all stars from that group this year, and still no one is talking about them. I mean, honestly, look, well, really, did you get to see any of the highlights or stuff from yesterday's start from Degrom? Oh, it was filth. It was. I saw his. First 13 sliders were all swings and misses. I've never seen something like that in my life. Brandon, with the exception of, I believe, two to two or three pitches, he threw fastball and slider the entire day. He had a perfect game going through five. Yeah. Through, through five, and it was it five and two thirds? Then he walked someone that yeah. was a dancey homer, right? Is, yeah, and that's exactly what you expect, right? I was saying last night that the one Nick Pavetta's perfect game that I was there for, um, bid, I should say, in Boston. That's the same way it went. You know, yeah. you have the perfect game going, you're, you're focused, you're locked in, all of a sudden you give up that walk and it's impossible not that's to think it, about yeah. the no-hitter now. And that's when you leave something, you make a mistake, and it gets sent out of the park. So you can't get, you can't get too mad about that. But in addition to that, I think another one of the three big components of that game was them chasing Spencer Strider in the third. They absolutely tagged him in that inning, and... Yeah, he was really salty about it too in the post game. He and just that said, was after yeah. they got away with they got away with a horrendous call in the first inning, which mm. could have set up everything. I texted you about it. Um, it was just you know they they had already lost runs and still were competitive enough to get back in it and absolutely dominate from an offensive perspective. And then you look down to Edwin Diaz and what he's been able to do this season, and I genuinely. You know, there is no other pitcher other than Jacob DeGrom who, you know, I kind of feel comfortable saying is the best player in baseball. Like, for, given his given his context, because 
you know, you're not going to be able to put up the counting stats in the war like Mike Trout can when you're a pitcher and only going every fifth day. So He's probably the most dominant, like the most, I have the most confidence in him to perform to his true ability on any given oh, day. Yeah, absolutely that too. Sure. And so, you know, if it weren't for, if there was anyone else on the mound, Edwin Diaz would have been the best player to go on the field today, that day. What he did in that ninth inning, you know, it keeps getting, you know, swept under because he keeps doing it time and time again. But one inning, three strikeouts, absolute heat. And it's just there's something so imposing about that that brand of baseball that he's locked into right now where it's I'm going to love my fastball, I'm going to use my fastball, and I'm going to – I'm more than willing to bet that you're not going to beat – your bat's not going to beat my ball to the zone. Mm. Like, he's willing to try to overpower every single person, and it works every time. And, you know, I just – I don't see it. I don't see a bad thing about this team. Well, I have the Mets four. Then my top three remains the same from last week. Astros, Yankees, and Dodgers at the top. I've got almost the same group. Um I've got, of course, Astros 4, Yankees 3, Dodgers 2, Mets 1. Um, Yankees are the only team to move in this grouping. They switch with the Dodgers 2 and 3. Brendan, where would you like to begin on this? Because it's been a tough stretch. Uh, honestly, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it today because we have gone pretty long. This will be a tomorrow. This will be a tomorrow thing for sure. Um, but, yeah, it was a tough weekend say the least but okay, so that's 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 where i'll leave it yeah but that's gonna do it for today's show thank you for listening check us out instagram twitter tiktok at mlb daily pod we'll see you see manana lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.